Hey everybody, Big Mosh here. Just wanted to take a quick second to shout out Party Up's featured musical artist, Pixel Perfect. We want to thank them for letting us use the track Bonus Round in our intro and outro for the show. And if you like what you hear, make sure you head over to ReverbNation.com where you can actually find the debut album up for free download. On top of that, make sure you head over to Facebook.com slash PixelPerfect, spelled P-I-X-E-L, P-R-F-K-T, so you can stay in the loop for the upcoming EP to be released in only a few months. Thanks to all the Pixels out there for listening, and enjoy the show. Prepare yourself. Three, two, one. Party Round one. Eric Marsh. John Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Party Up. I'm, of course, your host, Derek Big Mosh. And with me this week, Mr. Curtis Rose. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thanks for asking. No, no problem, man. Glad to have you back on the show. I know you're a busy man, so I do appreciate your time. Um, unfortunately, this week, Mr. John Donadio will not be joining us. Uh, he is in recovery mode from this past weekend, uh, going down to Texas, being part of the Extra Life charity fundraiser that uh, him and the Gamer Assault Weekly team were a part of. Um, heard a lot of good things. Uh, heard they uh, went to full 24 hours. At one point, John had makeup uh, applied during the stream. Very interesting. So, uh, unfortunately, he's not with us this week, but next week, I hope to hear all about his adventures with the GAW team and all about how they, uh, did with the Extra Life Charity Fund. Um, but as we stated last week, um, there is a bit of a change here on the Party Up staff. We are, uh, Lucky enough to have a replacement for Miss Cheyenne, Miss Slumpy, uh, and it is my very good friend, Mr. Juan Gutierrez. How are you, Juan? I'm good. How is everybody? <laughs> uh, we're doing good, man. Thank you so much for uh, coming by, doing the podcast with us. Um, I know that this is actually, if, if anything, I think uh, me and Curtis should be honored because I believe we are popping your podcast cherry. Yeah. Actually, this is my very first podcast ever. I've done, you know, live Twitch streams, but never anything on the podcast. Right. I can tell by your mannerisms and the way you're speaking, because you turn away from the mic like chocolate rain. That, that's... <laughs> it's, a, no, it is, it's a studio musician thing. <laughs> can't, can't breathe directly into the mic. It's okay. I take care of all that in post. So... <laughs> You know me, I get into the studio. And you're a heavy breather, too. Yeah. Kind of like me. I snore. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you are, sir. That you are. But, uh, dude, thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. I really appreciate it. You're a very good friend of mine. Uh, like I said, a huge closet nerd, but I know the fucking truth. So that's why I asked you to come be on the show. 
Um, I think you'll be a great asset to us as far as getting geeky and talking about all the different things we want to talk about. And uh, for those that may have missed last week's episode, uh, we are doing a bit of a format change here. Usually we kind of just go... Uh, I, I like to, I like to say we free ball it here on the show. Uh, we kind of discuss whatever's going on recently, whatever random thing that we've been into for the past week. But we're going to be sticking to more of a, a format where every week we're going to be covering a different specific topic, whether it's a video game, a movie, a tabletop game, whatever it is. And that's going to be our feature for the month. So because one is a big video game nerd, We've gone ahead and allowed one to choose this week's topic, and it is going to be our video game of the month. So, Juan, why don't you let the listeners know what game you chose? Uh, well, we're going to be talking about uh, one of my personal favorite games right now is Overwatch. Or o- overhyped, in my opinion. Overhyped? I don't know. You just suck at video games. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm known as the, I'm known as the filthy casual here on the show, um, but I'd like to say that this week I am not the filthy casual uh, because I have actually played Overwatch. I downloaded the beta, I checked it out myself, um, and as much as I didn't get into it, I, I I know a little bit of the game. But Curtis, you are actually the filthy casual this week. That's right. I won the prize. <laughs> Can we start doing trophies for that? Um, well, this is America, so you get a participation medal. That's bullshit. No, he does not. <laughs> you get nothing, sir. Good day, Curtis. Uh. You get nothing. I'm sitting literally in front of a bowl of Halloween candy for my kids, and I'd say it, I'd, I'd give you some Halloween candy, but fuck you, it's mine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, we know a little bit from the last time you were on the show um, that you do have a bit of a gaming history under your belt. But um, have, have you ever have you ever played Overwatch at all? Uh, have you maybe did you try the beta at all, or or just these types of games is not your thing? I have not played Overwatch, but if correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it is similar to uh, Team Fortress. I did a little reading on it, and uh, and I have played that. So I mean, that's the extent of my knowledge on it. Yeah, yeah it's very, you know, it's it's in the realm of MOBAs and uh, team team battles, six v six v six team objectives. You know, capture a point, keep somebody off the point, escort. It's in the same general area. That's why uh, that's one of the biggest. Uh, things that hyped up the game was that something in the same franchise and uh, something from Blizzard just in general uh, that came out. And, uh, that isn't World of Warcraft. That is or Starcraft. Or yeah. And- oh, yeah. <laughs> or anything like that. I, I mean, I, as as much as I, I hate to admit it right now, I, I do say overhype because this the the explosion of reactions that came out of this game when it first hit, especially with the beta. Like, everyone's, like, ranting and raving, going crazy. And I played it, and I was just, like, pinpointing, like, every single flaw with it. it granted, it was the beta, but I was just sitting there like, well, this map sucks. I'm getting sniped from six different angles. Uh, this is fucking OP. That's OP. This character's bullshit. And I just literally sat there and just crapped on it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to playing Destiny because fuck this game and i just I, I i may not have given it the chance that many other people have but i was just not really invested in it. and uh just a side note um you know you're a nerd 
when you read about video games. Oh, like, like you, like, like Curtis went ahead and like read up on a video game as opposed to just playing it. He just, he went, you know what? I'm, I'm going to read. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm the type that like, I'll go online and I'll read about a video game or I'm, you know, I go on Twitch and I watch, I watch video games on Twitch. It's just fun. Like I interact with the Twitch streamers. I actually have, uh, I made friends with a couple of them. I've met a couple of them in my travels whenever I go to Texas. You're hitting me with a lot of shit right now because A, I didn't know you could read, and B, I didn't know you had friends. So <laughs> you're here, aren't you? I, I I don't know if you would consider me friend. I mean, uh, I, <laughs> I mean, it isn't like you lived on my couch for like six months. It was neither here nor there. <laughs> That couch is gone. There is no evidence. Oh yeah, that couch is gone. I, I looked over and I was like, "Wait, what? The cat? No, the, yeah, that cat. That couch is gone." Uh, I I understand where um, you know overhype comes from because there was definitely a lot of hype. Uh, the game isn't really that old. The game no, was only announced, uh, I believe, spring and fall of last year, and they released at E3 or BlizzCon that you released a fully playable demo or kind of beta, I guess, like early beta and they had a closed beta from around that time until... Alpha? Alpha? Would that be an alpha? I don't know. I don't know how... I don't know what's before a beta. Well, there, was, there was like a playable <laughs> demo, right. like a playable version at that BlizzCon in right. 2015. Then um, there was a closed beta from after, uh, I believe it was like a month or two after BlizzCon all the way until spring of this year. Hmm. Then there was an open beta in May. Right, which was downloadable on and then Xbox and PlayStation, right. The game was released. So the game's only been out since May. It's you know, barely six months old. Right. And already has about, uh, I think, somewhere around like 22 million players worldwide. Damn, and that sort of a thought, wow. Including uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Damn. That kind of makes me feel like shit. Now, <laughs> makes me feel like I'm missing out, but I, I don't got time to invest in that kind of game, man. I mean, it, that that seems like one of those things that is just going to be uh, that it's super competitive. If it has that many players right now. Well, there's all the casual. Um, I used to have a team, and then other games came out, like Battlefield's out, and then like Titanfall. Right, Call of Duty, all that came out. So, like, my team disbanded the new uh, Destiny expansion, which I played for a little while, and then I haven't gotten back into. Hell yeah, Rise of Iron, baby! I'm all about it. That, that's that's <laughs> been my shit right I now. I haven't done the raid. Oh, um, I have my opinions about it, but that's for a different different time. <laughs> um, but no, like, there's there is co- uh, competitive. They they put a competitive mode into the game itself. Uh, it's actually currently going on now, and you get ranks, you get points. And after you accumulate those points, uh, you can end the game by uh, just skins for your guns. That's right. Basically, because the, the whole game is after you buy it, it's it's free. All, all the DLC is free. Just a lot of microtransactions for all cosmetics. Skins, okay. Sprays, voice lines. So it's not like a pay to win kind no, of situation. Not pay to win. Uh, not pay to win. Right. At all. Right. Um, but it's you know it's fun. You can go on, especially if you have a team. Like you go on, play a couple matches. Do it for fun. Dude, uh, a lot of people do troll teams, which is they'll just play six characters of the same character. And right, right. Whether they win or not, they just piss people off. And it's right. Great. Oh, yeah. No, though, we see that a lot in the, uh, uh, and for anyone that's out, that's out there that plays Destiny knows the sweatiness that is Trials over the weekend. 
uh, you know, Trials of Osiris. And, uh, there are plenty of troll teams that go through that process that literally just go in and they just want to fuck up your streak and do whatever. They'll sit there and dance around and bullshit you. And yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Trolls are always a pain in the ass. But, uh, Chris, I gotta ask you, man. I know that you are mainly involved in the tabletop world of gaming. Um, what is your take on competitive games? Uh, something like Overwatch. Like, is it something that you'd ever be willing to get into, or something that may interest you, or are you just not about it at all? I like uh, I like competitive game, like online games, uh, shooters, and stuff like that. I've I've in the past I've really been into Gears of War, a little bit into Halo, um, but um, you know I like strategy games too, like Civilization. So th- that can be competitive in a different sense. Hmm. So you're not all about putting on the the headbands, the wristbands, the Nike Under Armour shirt and getting sweaty and going in PvP and, and taking your team to victory? Uh, yeah, you got to invest a lot of time in that. I just don't really have the time for it. Yeah. Yeah, you you have a you have a you have a big boy job. We all, I know that. So I would be the guy sniped in the corner all the time. <laughs> that was me. I feel your pain. I understand. I, I feel that pain too. It happens to all of us. I I changed my tag to spawn snipe. <laughs> like I I can't. That's that's the thing with me, man. Like I understand that there is a uh a a high level of excitement with these games, but like. I I can honestly I I feel like I can speak for me and Curtis when I say this like yeah games like this take a lot of time to invest because me me and John have talked about this pl- plenty of times where you know you look at a competitive game like Overwatch or PVPs and, and you know in general that setting uh you have to kind of craft those hand eye coordination skills and you, your knowledge of the game to the point where you're not getting sniped in a corner. You're not, you know, dying in the first three seconds of your spawn. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a level. Like, as many as many people that want that's out there that want to shit on the idea of games being like anything but just a game. Like, you, you to to have the ability that some of these players have is is actually uh, amazing. Like, they, they've they've sat there and invested a lot of their time into being able to do certain things in certain games. And I think. uh the one thing with Overwatch that John actually brought up was uh, if you have the right headset, each character apparently has, like, a different set of footsteps. Uh, and yeah, like the, the way it works in the game is um, you definitely hear the footsteps, but every every character has a different set of footsteps, and you hear sounds differently. You'll hear your enemies a lot louder than your friends. And then, of course, there's characters that are bigger than others, so some footsteps will be louder than others, and you know which... Sometimes you can learn which characters are coming. Uh, at the same time, the, all the characters in the game are different nationalities. When it's um, when they you, when you use your special, your your ultimate, they always scream some sort of phrase. When it's on your team, they will say it in English. When it's on the opposite team, they'll say it in their native language, and that's how you know. Like when you, really, yeah, that's crazy. So so there's like Asian dudes, and they'll like in your team, he'll see like oh the. Uh, the character Hanzo, for example, he'd be like, oh, the dragon consumes you, and then like this huge dragon then comes out. But if it's on the other team, he'll say it like in Japanese. He'll be like, you know? <laughs> And then you're like, oh shit, the dragon's coming, run! <laughs> Have you memorized how it's said in Japanese? Maybe you could give us an example. That's not coming out right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's, that's, 
That's something that he saves for the ladies on Saturday nights. Yeah, we don't start that. He doesn't release the Japanese dragon unless coerced by a lot of whiskey. <laughs> My fault. Social so- faux pas. <laughs> Hey man, I was that kid. I, like, I'm a huge anime fan and like, anime, manga, all that. And when I was in high school, I, just, I had nothing better to do, so I would memorize all the intro songs. And I still know the words. You, Derek, have heard me sing these songs. Yes, I have. To work together. Fucking nerd. <laughs> God damn it. Um, alright, so we're talking Overwatch, we're talking about competitive games. Um, you're actually coming to us today, uh, not just to talk about Overwatch, but a lot of news from the Overwatch community from BlizzCon that what what happened last last week last uh, weekend last weekend, last weekend BlizzCon happened. So uh, what's going on with Blizzard and Overwatch now? Because the game hasn't been out for long, but it seems as though they're they're looking to build some crazy fucking empire with this game. Well, yeah, as just at launch, um, the game itself already had a competitive scene, uh, mostly on PC, because PC always gets competitive. doesn't matter. That's where all the crazy people are. PC super Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, those are all the tournaments that people go and play. They just actually had the world championships at BlizzCon, all the best teams from around the world. Uh, I got to watch a couple of the matches and just... It makes me feel like like a four year old playing the game when I was But the biggest announcement was uh, the Blizzard team and the Overwatch developers are in the process of making what's called the Overwatch League, which is some similar to uh, Major League Gaming, but it's going to be its own thing where they want to emulate something like the NFL and the NBA, where you're going to have team owners and teams, and you know players will compete to be on these teams. And they'll get an annual salary. They'll have health benefits. Um, they want to bring it up to the point where, you know, you'll watch on a Sunday your fo- favorite football team go on and play the game, whether they win or lose. Then after the match, you'll go on Twitch and watch your favorite Overwatch team, you know, from Chicago or something, play against New York. And it'll be like a Sunday thing, you know, the season's up. Um, they also have plans of... Um, starting minor leagues much like they do in baseball so like local like regionally like me and you right can get our skills up and then play for a panel and they'll see if you're good enough and you'll get into a minor league and then if you progress your skills you can make it to the major leagues and make the big bucks that's fucking crazy so they're they're so blizzard is like fully invested in making esports Actual, like actual sports. Yes, that's that's pretty much exactly what they're trying. To do. Jesus Christ! And what they 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 had a couple they had a couple meetings over the weekend from what you were telling me earlier that with like sports heads and like people in the sports yes marketing, industry marketing experts and like every everybody entertainment everything that has to do with sports. There's going to be you know they want team owners to spend you know millions of dollars into this and get their team. Like let's say you had. Ten million dollars. You put I fucking together, wish. Right? <laughs> probably wouldn't be doing this, but uh, you know, ten million dollars, and then you put together a team of Overwatch players that you think can compete on a you know national or global scale. You'll go to the Overwatch League and be like, "Hey, I have this team from Long Island, or I have this team from New York. I want to buy into the league." And boom, you're in. You're a team owner. You have your money. You win every match, just like any other team. Jesus. That's crazy. I feel like this is like a parody version of the movie Dodgeball. 
<laughs> Average Joe's esports, like you know what I'm saying? Like ESPN, the Ocho. The Ocho. <laughs> uh, Curtis, as a tabletop gamer, as someone who's uh, more more into that realm, like like I said earlier, um, what is your mindset when it comes to esports? Like, how do you feel about that concept? I think it's interesting. I think it's a good thing. It opens up a lot of avenues to do probably in interesting things with video games that maybe developers hadn't thought about before. Um, and it's, uh, you know, just good for the industry to try new things. Do you think that, uh, do you think that this is a concept that can be like, com- like this type of level of competition can be brought into other realms of gaming? Like say for instance, you know, you're, you know, uh, you're, you know, whatever, you know, name me a, a, a popular tabletop game that you, you might host a night for. Do you, th- can you see something like this being, uh, a, a, a possibility for something like that? Or do you think it, this is strictly capable only because it's more of a, a video media, like video games and stuff like that? Or do you, do you, like I said, do you feel like this could be something that can be kind of brought into other realms of gaming as well? I don't think that it would, uh, it would apply very well in tabletop gaming because it's, it's much, it's much slower and less action packed, you know, but different, different mediums, maybe just like a, a show live streaming. Yeah, it's, it's popular, but I, I don't see it garnering a lot of, uh, like any sort of league where a lot of money is involved, but people do live stream some board games, but it's no more than, you know, people, uh, live streaming their video game where right now currently most of them aren't, aren't probably earning much money unless they have like a sponsor or something. And then this is on a whole nother level to, to be in a league where someone's paying you and you have a contract. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's a good opportunity for somebody that's, invested a lot of time in that and clearly that's where our culture is going where people are interested in watching that yeah no i I know that yeah definitely people are definitely interested in watching something like that um but i i think there might be some promise in in the tabletop realm because i mean let's take for instance magic the gathering you know that has got a huge competitive forefront and there's tournaments you know yearly across the world where you can actually like watch people play magic competitively. Like I think what is it? I think last year me and me, Juan and a, a good friend of ours, Chris, oh, yeah, uh we, yeah, we were following like like the like the tiers and everything like that and like watching who was playing and like like it's kind of it's kind of terrible to admit, but we were getting so excited from watching like particular like deck builds like come into play and like when they would like f- you know use that one card that we knew they had like or just it, seeing certain combos pulled off that you wouldn't think of as like a just regular day to day player. Yeah, you know. But yeah. at the same time, something that that you can put tabletop game into a competitive scene like that. You know, this is on a different, I guess, spectrum or different uh, type of gaming, I think you call it. Poker. Poker has a huge league. It's Oh, that's true. They have, uh, it's televised. Yeah, you no, know, poker's you huge. You just sit there and watch them. Yeah. 
and make poker faces <laughs> and tap tap <laughs> the table or yeah. throw cards or flip tables <laughs> they should have a hardcore poker league where like every time someone gets like loses they can like do a run in with a steel chair and just hit like <laughs> hit the dealer but no, I, I, sure totally, that somewhere. I would totally watch a, a, a video tabletop like um in high school i was i was part of a, a strategy gaming club where kids came on on fridays nerd you know, like 2 to 5.30, like when the buses came, everybody would play different things. You had the Yu-Gi-Oh players, Magic players, and Pokemon players. Then there was, uh, you know, the teacher or supervising the club was playing chess. Or we would get together and we built a few games ch- like Risk and Stratego. Chess is a big fucking game that a lot of people invest in watching. Yeah. Especially, what, uh, especially when they started doing the... Uh, I forgot the name of the computer. Um... Fuck, I can't remember the name oh, of it. The huge supercomputer. Yeah, the huge super that plays chess, like, and everyone they would they would and there was that, like, they aired that. that the- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but like, yeah, no, definitely, I, I, you know, there's, I think there's, I think there's promise. I mean, if this, if this thing gets big enough, where the like, there's like legitimate like teams, managers, owners, you know, rosters, payment contracts, benefits, like the whole nine, like they're trying to plan. I I would I would assume that a lot of other people in other genres of gaming are going to be like, hey, maybe they have something here that made like you know like I know that like Magic the Gathering and other games we've already mentioned kind of already starting to do that or already kind of doing a lesser form of that, but I think you know it'd be pretty cool if like you have like a fucking scenario where you just have like this like shadow on like a big screen start to dictate, like, a Dungeons & Dragons game and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you actually, like, play live or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like, you know, kind of like LARPing? Dungeons & Dragons, you can actually, now that we have the, the virtual reality thing, you can bring that into play and actually animate what's going on instead of just, you know, you read off of your sheet, but the, the VR is showing you, like, you're inside a dungeon, you have a, a hand, you know, yeah. sword in hand or a staff, yeah. and then the dungeon... The Sword of a Thousand Truths! Like an actual <laughs> huge guy fucking talking everything that's going on. But I would pay to see something like that. That would be pretty to, sick. I'd pay to see somebody play Axis and Allies and lose their shit when <laughs> the whole empire is gone because they made one wrong move. Yeah. Yeah. That would be absolutely crazy. But even in, like, when, when you get into, like, Overwatch, the league, like... If it gets to that point of like the same as like real sports, do you think there'd be like a fantasy league? <laughs> <laughs> a fantasy league of a fantasy league. Yes. Oh my god. It's possible. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I, like oh man, Derek from from the New York team broke his thumb on the last game. Like oh shit, my stats are down. Yeah, like I I that it's it's so ridiculous to think of but god damn it that could be a reality if they treat if they treat it like real sports teams that that would be that's insane that's insane because it's it's ridiculous because it's such a possibility (laughs) that's why holy shit i I don't even I don't even know how to comprehend that. Like I need to take a second to calculate. And you know how like all over all over the, the you know the country you have those like off track betting places. Instead of OTB, it'll be like OSB, like off screen betting. Off screen betting. <laughs> it just all happens on like Twitch. Oh my god. Yo, Curtis, you host tabletop nights. I think you should try to start like developing a VR integration. 
and market this to the companies, and I think you should make a million dollars and give me half of it. All right, you had you had the idea. I mean, how can I argue against that? That's right. I had the idea. For the record, Curtis is saying I had the idea, right. so I will get half of that million, and then Full maybe edition. I'll maybe I'll throw Juan like ten grand. That's racist. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, no, there is there is actually. Why does everyone keep calling me a racist? I did that one show. I did that one show, and all of a sudden, it's calling me a racist. Son of a bitch. Um, Haunt me forever. There was something like a like a VR that came out a couple years ago, PlayStation Three. It was called Eye of Judgment, I believe it was called. It was a card game, came out, and it had a little square platform that you had. You bought your cards, packs, just like any any other game. But you put your card on the on the thing, and then it would materialize on your screen in the game, and that's how you played. Never, you know, I never got into it. So this was like the fucking. What's what's the shit that in Yu-Gi-Oh that they have uh, on the, the wrist? The dual, the dual the du- yeah, 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 yeah. But on like a pretty much smaller scale, still still connected to a screen. But um, yeah, that, that's pretty much like it. Well, I never got to play it because it was PS3, and I've um, I've always been a Nintendo and you know Xbox guy. The last PlayStation I had was a PS2, and mm. you know, never bothered with anything else. But it's it's, it's you know same concept. But there's a uh, I think I saw an, an article somewhere about a, a VR card game that they're developing now. It's much like Yu-Gi-Oh, but, you know, kind of like on a smaller scale. Well, I mean, um, VR is a still a... To to have that technology and be like, that's actually, in my eyes, would be a pretty large-scale kind of thing. That's, that's like, that's fucking crazy. So, but uh, how would you feel, Curtis, if they, if they actually did develop something like that where, like... Uh, I, I always say Dungeons & Dragons because it's the only tabletop game I really know of, like... But, you know, say, like, any of your favorite tabletop games became, like, a virtual reality thing where, like, you could actually, like, live the scenarios, quote-unquote live the scenarios and, and run around and do that. It's kind of like, it's kind of like LARP, like I said, LARPing, but it's not. It's like, it's, var- kinda like, it's VARPing? It's kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> virtual. VARPing? Vir- what? Maybe. <laughs> that's a different thing, and that's for douchebags. But... <laughs> Well, no, well, there was, a. Uh, I know there was, uh, when the VR was first, like, introduced, uh, months ago, they had a demo version, uh, Sword Art Online, the anime, mm. and it was, it was just that, you put the VR on, and with your hands, you control the, the motion of the swords, and I think they did one for Skyrim as well, and oh, shit. it looked ridiculous, you know, you're just, you're shooting off magic, and you got a sword and shield in hand, and you're running around. Jesus Christ. And they had the same concept for, like, uh, first-person shooters, and it just reminded me of that movie Gamer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking about. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Except that's like fully diving into the yeah. Game, yeah. Gerard Butler. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Now that we're talking about this, um, I, 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 I forgot where I saw it or for what it was, but they basically they were they showed a demo where like the cameras had 3D, uh, not 3D, like virtual reality lenses on them, and like they had a regular camera, and then they had. Uh, like the 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 host was wearing like VR goggles, and he was manipulating uh Minecraft on a table. So he would like lift the the, the he would lift up the map, and you could see underground, and like he could place blocks and move his character around, all just by voice commands and the movement of his hands. But he would see everything. Like he was looking at like the regular camera showed just a plain white table, but the VR cameras. And the camera from his headset were basically showing what he was doing. 
and it was like you were there and you were manipulating everything with your hands, like I said, voice commands. Like, do you think there could be like potential that we see something like that when, like, like I said, Curtis, for you, like any of your pop, like any popular tabletop game for yourself, integrating that type of uh, that technology and it being popular, do you think there's promise maybe in, in doing something like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the industry, both industries are kind of starting to merge together where, I mean, even um, recently, um, what's the, one of those famous MOBAs, um, what's the more fam- the most famous one? League of Legends, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What company makes that? Do you guys know? I believe that's, might be Blizzard. Uh, I'm, I don't even know. I don't play League well, of Legends. I don't know. You're supposed I, to be I, the expert I, here, Juan. Yeah, well, anyways, uh, that company, they actually just kind of like secretively just made this ultra board game, and it's totally just a board game. It's, it doesn't incorporate any, um, like electronic element, but it's interesting that a purely video game or video company would just kind of secretively make like an ultra board game that even a, a seasoned board game publisher would froth at the mouth to get. I mean, everybody's going crazy for this game. It's super overproduced. It's cheap. And it just kind of shows what the video game industry is maybe thinking about. And also, on the other hand, the board game industry is making some apps that are compatible with some of the board games. So they're starting to merge together, I think. Uh, so it's going to be interesting in the next few years what things we'll see come out of this. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting trip to see all this. And to just to think that this is – these are all possible. We're, we're strictly – speaking in theories right now and like possibilities but you know it's interesting to see that a game like overwatch which is a competitive you know video game it's a moba pvp style that this type of game because of the popularity it has is looking to develop in a way that could it could change the way we look at gaming across the board. Oh, absolutely. It's it's wild to think that a game would, would have that effect. And the, the, the game gets updated. Uh, you know, the, Blizzard is very good with uh, listening to all the players and, you know, the consumer. And they release patch notes very, very often. You know, they're, they're always um, buffing and nerfing characters, listening, to, trying out new things that uh, might help with the game. And... You know, it's a game that'll evolve. Like I said, it's 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 been out very very little time, and for it, for it to have such such a huge impact in such little time, it's a game that'll definitely stand the test of time. Yeah, no, it definitely is a it's a game that's it's uh, it's it's a game that's not just gonna te- like stay in the running for a long time, but we're looking at something that's gonna be basically changing the the way we look at everything. They're, they, I think they're going to be able to utilize all the technology that we have on hand, potentially help develop new technology, change the face of gaming, and it's going to be it's going to be crazy. And uh, talking about it now, I feel like maybe I've missed out. <laughs> I mean, you, you should, I think, just from I guess I, I'm a little biased, but just from a gaming point of view, you only wa- you only play the beta, and sometimes betas can put you off on games. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I played, I played the the closed and open beta for the division. Mm. I enjoyed it for a little while, 
and then it just got really boring. Never played the game, but my buddy Tom, who I used to play with consistently, he got the game, and even he got bored. You know, he was an avid, he's an avid Destiny player. I play with him all the time, and uh, he got bored of the game. He, he barely even touches it anymore. Mm. I recently played the Battlefield 1 beta. Mm. Got bored of that. Haven't gotten the game. I, I, I'll probably try it out just because I'm a fan of the Battlefield franchise. But So many things come out that, like, the cream of the corn has to rise to the top so that, uh, you know, the only the best things will get played after a, a couple of years continually. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, recently, I, I also played, um, or a while back, I played the multiplayer alpha test for Titanfall 2. Uh, you know, big fan of the franchise. I bought the game as soon as it came out. I played the alpha multiplayer, fell in love with it. As soon as the game came out, went out and bought it. And I've been playing it consistently. Like, I, I hop between Destiny, Overwatch, uh, now Titanfall, and Doom is pretty much the, the more uh, consistent games that I'm playing right now. Yeah. Um, when you're looking at a game like Overwatch, though, because, you know, like, like Curtis said, you know, the cream of the crop has to rise. And even yourself, who is like an avid Overwatch player and, you know, big into what's happening in the world of Overwatch, even you have your attention divided in other games. Um, as a player of, Overwatch. What do you think? What do you think it, right now? Does it have uh, that is going to that that sets it apart from other games? And what do you think might be things that need improvement as far as the game goes to really have it be a staple of longevity? And and if they want to go ahead and and make this uh, sports esports league really happen, you know, from your point of view, as like I said, as an avid player. What do you feel needs to needs to happen in the game to really bring it above the rest? I mean, as an average player, uh, the one problem I have consistently is um, something that I've spoken to a couple friends of mine about that also play the game is when you're doing matchmaking mm. without you know your own team, sometimes the matches will take forever to to just find other people because it's not it's not connection based matchmaking. So like you'll have a team of five, but then like the other people will be red barring. Oh, that's the worst. To get anybody on. Right. Um, if they had connection-based matchmaking, that'd be great. Um, they have this system, which I think is pretty cool, that for people that leave matches consistently, because they rage out and just leave. You know, right. I've done it a couple times. But, uh, if you consistently leave matches, they penalize you okay. with a 75% experience decrease in what you gain for certain determined amount of matches. Oh, and wow. If you're doing competitive they'll ban you for a couple hours. Like the, the last time I raged out and I got banned for like eight hours from playing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, like I was mad at the time, but then I was like, you know what? That's, it's, it's a good system. I don't, I don't knock it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good mechanism. I like that. Oh no. Yeah. It's great. And, um, uh, they, they implemented, especially season two of competitive that you can't use the same, you can't use more than one of the same hero at a time. Because in uh, season one, the problem is the way the characters' abilities work. If you stack more than one character, sometimes your team will be OP. Right. And it's just it's there, there's nothing you can do. Right. It's just things you know people will know how to place themselves, where the builders will set up their turrets or something, and then any move you make, the turrets are auto auto detecting. They just know where you are, and you're dead. Jesus. So, you know, people were getting annihilated, and so they, they put it so that just in competitive. In regular mode, you can have up to six people, or all 12 players can be the same character. <laughs> each other, you know, be hysterical. 
Um, there's communication within within the game, even if you're playing by yourself. You just go into the game channel, right? Yell at each other, curse at each other's moms, whatever. You know. Do you think what was what is worse, the uh, call, the uh, Call of Duty lobby or <laughs> uh, or uh, Overwatch? There is nothing more gangrenous. <laughs> That's a huge word. <laughs> Jesus. He, went, he took out the dictionary on that one. I don't know how to read, but I know that word. <laughs> Even I know about the Call of Duty lobbies. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Oh, well, I mean, at least that's good for Overwatch, then, I you know. I mean, you always have, in any type of competitive game, you always have the, the one really salty, the right. obnoxious. The go-hards, yeah, yeah, the try-hards, sweaty. come across a couple of them in Titanfall, like, there was a guy that just, like, carried his team that had, like, 40-something kills, which is ridiculous for that game. Huh? And at the end of the match, all you hear him saying to his microphone is like, you guys fucking suck, and just signs out. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, you gotta appreciate the amounts of sweat some of these guys pour out of their body yeah. for this these games. It's crazy. I mean, sometimes I like to get sweaty too. Like uh, when I was playing Destiny uh, PvP avidly, I was getting pretty pretty crazy. This was pre um, Rise of Iron and before Overwatch came out. Because once that came out, Destiny was very dry on content. Yeah, kind of yeah. Threw all my attention to Overwatch. But you know, the competitive scene is it's it's pretty. You know, you always get the, the very toxic people, but it's very respectful. There's a lot of fun. You know, uh, people often just join you in your antics. Mm. Just get a good laugh. Troll somebody, get serious. Right. You know, it's, there's uh, the one frustration you might get into. Some people just don't can't don't know how to play as a team. And this is a, it's, it's, a, it's a very team-based right. play type of game. Objective-based. Exactly. Yeah, trust me. There's... Play yeah. As a team, very... You know, closely with the other with the other characters. So if you're if you have a a, a team of just soloers, you're not going to get very far. Yeah, you might get lucky here and there if you have an experienced team on the other side. But I think that's a I think that's a problem through gaming uh, all around. Whenever you're dealing with an objective based uh, game mode or style or game in general. Nobody, nobody, nobody can take their fucking head out of their ass for three seconds. Everyone's like, I gotta get the most kills. I gotta get my, my, the KD ratio. There's a KD ratio in every PvP game. And it is like one of the most sacred fucking numbers in the gaming world. God forbid you have a low KD. Like, it's, you might as well, what's that, uh, what's that style of, uh, Samurai suicide where they put the sword. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what I see people doing when their KD like just starts going down. That's not a stat. Really? It's not a stat. You. It's all. You know. You get assists and everything. If you do any type of damage to somebody, it'll show when the person died. It'll count towards your overall kill score. Mm. Um, But there is no KD stat. There is no like you went negative, you went positive. The other player can't see your stats. You're even your teammates can't see your stats. So you could have gone 0 and 19. And nobody would know. No one will ever know. Wow, that's crazy. Unless so, you're in competitive and then they see your screen and they're like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, in competitive mode then, like, because, you know, like I'm saying, we're, we're, our discussion today is, is Overwatch and how Blizzard wants to develop not this, this game and they want to just take this esports idea and just go balls to the wall with the whole thing. So when you're looking at something that wants to go so big, when it comes to the competitive play, what what distinguishes one player to be better than another 
besides the number of kills? Like, is that really the only line of measurement we're working with here? Or like, how does, like, how does, like, well, what's, game, what stats are we the, looking the, at there here? Are, I mean, there are stats within the game. Um, you know, you have your, your Battle.net account that connects to your console or your PC, keeps track of everything, you know, how how many hours you've logged into the game, how many hours have you logged into a specific character, how many, mm. you know, how many kills have you gotten, how many deaths overall per match, you know, average here and there, uh, what's your time on the objective, like if you have to move a payload from time to time, how much time have you spent moving this payload? Going from A to B, team? right. Uh, how much time have you spent uh, taking a... a an objective. How much kills? How many objective kills have you gotten? They, you know, they look at all of these stats. Oh wow! Okay. So, like, if you're defending an objective, are you running around and killing them before they get to the objective, or are you getting them and preventing them from taking it? Right. Okay. So they look at all these stats, and like, there's, you know, there's, uh, there's, I guess, prestige within the game, hmm. uh, much like Call of Duty has. But like, if you level up enough. You keep on going. Right. Uh, the way it goes, it's once you reach level 100, you prestige. You get a star right under, right underneath your your character display. Right. And, and you know, you just keep going up. Start it begin from zero. Okay. Up 100. Uh, I believe the the ranks are. You go all the way up to five stars, and your character display is bronze. It goes all the way up to gold. So technically, there's like 1,500 levels. Holy and I shit! Think the highest I've ever seen is triple prestige bronze and but there's like the competitive scene those guys are probably like silver gold god like damn golden weapons that they get from playing you know competitive and it's it's ridiculous wow that's okay <laughs> so there there are not just stats to you want to maintain but there are actual like rankings that you want to reach yeah yeah oh it wow your dedication to the game and um like i said it's all there is no pay to win mm -hmm. everything that you you know you can buy loot boxes which is what drops all the cosmetics but mm -hmm. another another incentive into leveling up is every time you go up a level you get a loot box ah. to unlock more more stuff more cosmetic um they've been doing um holiday themed or special themed events. Oh nice. During the Summer Olympics, they did the Summer Olympics. They released for certain characters Olympic skins where they were wearing like Right. You know, Olympic training gear. Oh that's and, cool. Uh, you know, the colors of their countries. Right, whatever. right. They just did a Halloween one. Nice. They're gonna do a uh, Christmas event, you know? And there's different different all just different cosmetic stuff, but they do a certain they have the, the general play styles where you play the normal then you can play against the AI. Hmm. Then you can set the difficulty for that. Then there's the competitive mode. <clears throat> there's a training mode. And then there's a weekly game mode where it changes every week. Where it could be like, you can only choose between these two characters or only female characters. Or during the Halloween event, there was uh, a special like survival mode type game. During the Olympics, there was like a, a soccer type game with only one of the characters that was very much like Rocket League. Oh, okay. Just like that. So, you know, they do that every week. And uh, this week is actually a... It's called Random Heroes. And it's... Even if you choose, they just pick a hero for you. And then every time you die, you respawn as a random hero that the computer chooses. Oh, wow. And it keeps the game fresh, keeps it interesting. Because <clears throat> you try not to die. But if you do, now you have to use a random character that you possibly never use. Right now, there's currently 22 heroes to choose from. And they just announced the, the 23rd 
and she'll be coming within the next patch with uh, extra maps and extra game mode. So you know you're you're not always going to play all the characters. It's it's, you know, it's 23 of them. You always pick your yeah. Favorites. You always have a go to the best that you're, you're yeah. <laughs> that you it's like going with. back to the Street Fighter days. Exactly. You, always, you always had you always had your go to, and fucking Vega was always the hardest character to use. And if you knew you were facing someone, they were playing Vega. You might as well give them your roll of quarters and walk the fuck out because you're you're probably gonna lose. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the, the game's pretty balanced where there's certain character abilities that work well against others because there's four different types: there's offense, defense, tank, and healers. Mm-hmm. And some abilities just work so much easier against others. There's characters that can flank the snipers, and then the tanks can just take over. The healers are like the really easy to take over offense with the very low HP, just mm-hmm. kill them in two or three strikes, you know? You just gotta play and, and you know, learn the maps. That's one of the biggest things, especially in competitive. You know the maps, you mm-hmm. know the way around. Um, there's people that come up with the craziest ways to get around maps and, like, things you would never think of. And that's that's one of the that's one of the main reasons I watch on Twitch a lot, a lot of uh, the players that I watch just get little tips and tricks just to, you know, make my playing a little better. Right, yeah, trying to have that ace up the sleeve. Damn, dude, I, I'm sitting here thinking, just from my experience on the beta, like, that got dry real quick for me because it was, like, it was only a couple of game modes, only a list, certain list of characters, and I was just like, how much more interesting can this get? You know what I'm saying? Like, as someone who never really dived too deep into the realm of PvP or competitive play or anything, or MOBAs in general, uh, you know, I I sat there and I was like, how many times am I going to play the same couple maps? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to get tired of using the same character. I mean, like, do I really want to grind out ranking for each character or whatever it is? Uh, and... Like I said, like how many times can I play five objective games? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I felt like it was gonna go yeah. go dry real quick, but it's, now it, there is. It's not like you don't have to rank up each character either. It's not like Call of Duty and those type of games where you rank up a gun and you unlock better perks for it. Every character has the same stats across the board for every player around the world. It just depends on how well you'll use it. Wow, huh. interesting. Yeah, um, with the way that you're br- bringing up all these things, like they do special events, they change the game modes, they use special game, like, like they're looking to keep, like you said, they're looking to keep the game fresh by offering you competitive play, but in m- various ways that, you know, you're not gonna get tired of it. They'll give it to you for X amount of weeks, or a, a week, or whatever it is, and then they'll switch it up again. And then this is the fact that they toy around with the character, the way that you can play the characters, because I, I, it it goes to show that they want you. They're pushing for you to try all the characters, to to you know learn everything about like what's going on in the game, because a lot of people will do that. They'll select their go-to and only play that fucking character all the fucking time, and then become some fucking super saiyan god and fucking exactly. overwatch. You know what I'm saying? Because they know like, there's characters that I. Just there's actually I gotta admit there's certain characters I've never used. Uh, there's certain characters that I can't use to save my life. Mm. I just can't figure it out. I just, I just don't bother with it. <laughs> Sometimes I'll even like if, if I'll do the random game mode. If I'm that character, I'll just die on purpose because I, I just don't. <laughs> but recently I've been trying a couple a couple new characters and a couple you know tips and tricks that I've learned just from again watching Twitch and YouTube videos. And uh, it's fun. It's fun to use a character that you're not familiar with. It's fun to just explore different, you know, ways of getting around and different ways of, of, of getting that objective besides just using my main that I know how to get around. Right. You know, but then when I want to get sweaty, I'll just 
take my mane and <laughs> screw everybody. Yep. Put on the put on that sweatband. Put on the Nike wristbands. The Under Armour <laughs> shirt. Do the whole nine. No pants though. You can never be wearing pants when you're going sweaty. I'm not wearing pants right now. <laughs> Oh hell yeah, man! Uh, <laughs> that's odd. Yo, I'm v- revisiting Overwatch in this conversation. Uh, for me, uh, makes me feel like maybe I didn't give the game a proper chance through the beta, which, um, like you said, many people don't do when it comes because it's a beta. You know, there's going to be flaws and stuff like that, and it's only a portion of what they might be uh, showing you as opposed to what the whole game is. So. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to rethink that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll dive back into the world of Overwatch and, you know, give it a shot. I mean, I don't really have the time to be one of those players, but, you know, if it's something that means I can go around, troll a couple kids and, you know, kill some stuff, you know. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, I, I play mostly on the weekends because that's where I have most of my time off, but I got, I'll come home from work, whatever time I get home, shower, eat. Take a shit, whatever. Then I'll play for a couple hours, or not even a couple hours. I'll play for like an hour or two before I go to bed. And that's it. You know, I'll play a couple matches, have a little fun, get a little aggravated. Right. And then on the weekends, I'll play a little longer, and then I'll hop between my other games. But Overwatch is just one of those games that are, it's, it's, it's entertaining. And that's what games are supposed to be. Right. You know, that's, that's why we picked up games when we were kids. And Blizzard does a, a really good job, especially with the competitive scene professionally they look at those guys and their input mainly for how to improve the game how to improve each character Mm -hmm. oh this this doesn't work that well this doesn't work that well this could be a little better this is amazing keep this keep that and not just that they also look at the little guy you know any complaints we might have any any suggestions we might have and that's that's really what's always made blizzard a great company Mm -hmm. and that's what i believe that will keep overwatch you know Right. Going strong for years to come. Are you secretly endorsed by Blizzard? Because I feel like after that speech, you might be. I've got a horn tattoo <laughs> on my right butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, damn. I, I definitely learned a whole lot uh, as far as uh, Overwatch goes from what I originally knew of the game. Like I said, I, I dove into the beta, and uh, I didn't really give the game a chance from, from in hindsight. So uh to me it seems like they're doing amazing things. I feel like yeah, they're they're going to be uh the forerunners for the competitive scene and with everything they're planning to do with this new esports league and, and making it the fact that they're going to be able to try to have uh people who are like want to be professional gamers actually have a more realistic chance of being able to live that dream, I think that's fucking super awesome. I think that's going to be amazing. Uh, Curtis, you know, you, you never really, uh, you know, toyed with it, but how are you feeling about the, the this Overwatch game and, and everything there that Blizzard's looking to, uh, to put forth here? What are your feelings on the whole thing? It's definitely piqued my interest. I want to take a, a deeper look at it. I don't know if there's a, a demo out there that I could try. I'm sure there's a trial version on Xbox. I'd love to try it and take a look. I don't have enough time, like you said, to play it to be competitive at all, but I think it'd be fun to just jump in, run around, shoot a couple uh, rounds off, and and see how much fun I have with it. Yeah. And I definitely like where they're going with the uh, the whole competitive aspect as far as uh, contracts and that. It's It's just something to pay attention to, see where it goes. It could be good for the industry. Yeah, definitely. I think uh I think I like I said they're going to be 
uh definitely i mean they've they've always kind of have been the leaders in in esports uh along with other guys you know but i think with this this whole this whole concept that they want to go with, I think they're going to blow a lot of guys out of the water. I think they're going to be able to bring a lot to the table. And like we discussed, I think that this is going to be the spark that ignites a whole different look at gaming across the board. Because if they're going to be able to, to bring this, this, this high level of competition and this much attention to the gaming world, uh, I think we're going to be able to, with the technology at hand, see other people go, hey, maybe we can integrate something different into our style of gaming and, and maybe we'll see other, other, uh, parts of the spectrum start to advance as well. So it'd be interesting to see where everything goes. Um, I guess my, my last, uh, question to you guys would be, uh, what do you, you well, I, I kind of already know the answers, but you're, you're running Xbox, right, Juan? Yeah, yeah, I'm running. And Curtis, you're Xbox too? I'm Xbox and PC. Yeah, Xbox and PC. Shit, I'm PS4. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, you know, with all this talk, you know, I mean, my son really wants the uh, the Switch when it comes out. I might have to tell him to go, you know, kick rocks and. I'm getting an Xbox One. I, I'm definitely You're getting what Switch. Daddy wants. Yeah, yeah. You that, that Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I had multiple nerdgasms. <laughs> one for every announcement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was that was an amazing announcement. I can't wait to hear more news on how that develops too. That's coming out in March. But but yeah, man. Uh, I I think we we've we've covered the in and outs of Overwatch as a game. Uh, Overwatch is a competitive, uh, you know, sport, uh, blizzard and coming, you know, to the table and being like, listen, this is what we're looking to do and we're looking to do big things. Yeah. Shit. Hell yeah. They did. That's, that's, uh, that's something that it's going to be unheard of. The only thing I'm afraid of is that this somehow turns into the video game world's version of the XFL. Uh, for any wrestling fans out there, they know what the XFL is. I'm really hoping that it doesn't go in that direction. And I swear to God, if someone on a competitive team starts rocking a jersey with he hate me on it, I will find a way to stab them. Um, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta get myself back into this game somehow. And uh, you've definitely uh, brought a lot to the table this week, Juan. So I do appreciate you uh, picking this as the video game of the month. Uh, Overwatch is definitely seems like something that if you haven't tried it yet, find a trial version of it, invest in it, maybe you know go play at a friend's house that has it already. And uh, you know if you played the beta and maybe were turned off. Give it a second chance. I know that I'm definitely going to be looking to do that. And uh, who knows? I mean, if this this whole, like, eSports thing comes around and they do, like, a minor league thing, hell, man, you know, maybe I can invest uh, much time. You know what I'm saying? If they, if, they give, if they give me the right kind of contract for a minor league signing, shit, that's <laughs> goodbye podcast, hello, Blizzard. You know what I'm saying? Like, for money. Yeah, anything. <laughs> for, hey, listen, $20 is $20. Oh, uh, <laughs> 
But, uh, all right, man. I, I, again, I thank you so much for bringing this to the table to us this week. Uh, so it's official. Overwatch is Party Up's game of the month. So again, go check it out if you haven't already. Uh, if you did try the game in the past and let go of it for any reason, give it a second shot. It seems as though they're really, Blizzard is really, uh, focusing development on this game, development on everything that they want to do competitively. And hell, even if, like we said, if you, if you're like us and you don't have enough time to go to that competitive level, it looks like they're, they're being, giving everyone an open door to come enjoy the game and possibly do something a little more than just sit at home and play it. So if you got a bunch of friends that are into it just as much as you are, Hell, you might be able to go to just local matches and just play local teams. Go to your local middle school gymnasium. <laughs> yeah, screw Susie. She skipped. She, she skipped me out fifty cents on that cupcake last week. She's going down. I'm gonna snipe her for that. Ah, sorry, I went 1950s on it. So, oh, that was like the nickel for a cupcake back then. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck the economy. Whatever. My brain's fried this week from the election and everything like that. So, I don't, yeah, we don't yeah, that's not. This is not the show for that. But uh, <laughs> I get, thanks again for having me on the show. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Well, you're gonna be a uh, a co-host from here on out. So, um, <laughs> a lot of fun. That's what well, you did. Oh, if I could just throw a quick patch in there, so I don't get crucified by the gaming. Huh. League of Legends is not Blizzard. It's Riot Games. Ah, okay. Don't yes. Me. Yes. Oh, see me on yeah. the street. Don't lynch me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, Ner- nerds are vicious. Yeah. You get some. You get a bit of information wrong, and they will have your head for it. Absolutely. They will go full Game of Thrones on you and fucking shame you. Oh, if yeah. if they're upset with you, they haven't list- listened this far anyway, so don't worry about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> they Thanks, Juan. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Uh, God damn it! You're fired. here. To, you're <laughs> on the first day. Fired. <laughs> God damn it. 200 viewers lost, or listeners lost. Whatever the fuck. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. They're probably all tons <laughs> Amazing. But, uh, alright, ladies and gentlemen, that's gonna do it for here, uh, for us here at Party Up. Uh, this week, make sure that you tune in to tomorrow's brand new episode of Squash Match. Um, and like I said, uh, you know, Overwatch seems like something everyone needs to give a shot, so that's going to be our game for the month. Uh, unfortunately, John was not able to join us this week, but he should be with us next week. Uh, Kurt, I know that you are a busy man, so I don't believe you're going to be making the show next week. Um, but I think what we'll do is if you are available in the next two weeks... Uh, would you want to announce maybe November's tabletop game of the month? That sounds great. Awesome. You never know when I'll drop in, but two weeks, I will commit to that. Sweet. Awesome. So uh, follow up with us in two weeks. Let us know what you have. Um, I think next week, maybe we'll... Uh, I don't think we... We haven't talked movies, really. I mean, well, we kind of did last week with the whole horror genre, but we didn't really name a movie of the month. So uh, I think us here at Party Up will have a a backstage discussion about that and we'll uh we'll be coming to you next week with a movie of the month something we feel is a good one to catch i mean it's the thanksgiving season i'm already thinking of like a handful of movies that are good to watch around this time so uh maybe we'll come out with something uh 
something interesting for for next week. So uh, again, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Juan, for joining us here at the Big Mosh Podcasting Network and being a part of uh, Party Up as a new member. Uh, uh, absolutely, man. It's it's always a pleasure having you, uh, Kurt. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know that today you kind of played the role of the filthy casual, but you did a good job. You, you came through. And, uh, yeah, for everyone here at the network, thanks for listening. We'll catch all you guys next week. Game over. Game over.